Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men Sports Podcast. A little differently this time. We are via Zoom currently at the moment. We might have other people joining in as we go. Uh, Trish bailed tonight because he said he's feeling under the weather. Uh, I don't believe it's COVID-related, but I do not know. Um, we have some games to pick. We have a week of football to go over. Um, we also have Casey Dale this episode. We will be talking about his upcoming fight this Friday at Rough and Rowdy. Uh, but before we get to any of that, I just want to say what a career by uh, National Hockey League, now former National Hockey League announcer Doc Emmerich announcing his retirement from broadcasting NHL games. Um, somebody I just grew up watching all the time, you know, being a Devils fan because he had the home – he had the uh, local broadcast. So uh, seeing that off the air, that's, that's going to be sad because he was just so good at what he did. He was so enth- enthusiastic about the call. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough position to fill, but they had some good people over at NBC, you know. What was it, like 25 years, something like that? Well, he'd been uh, he'd been the covering the National Hockey League for, I, I think he said, 47 years, which is a ridiculous wow. amount of time. He started with the Flyers, went to New Jersey, took out the national cast. Uh, he broadcasted Brett Favre's. He called Brett Favre's first career completion to himself. Which is wild. It's insane, considering all the circumstances, how we look at Brett Favre now. Who would have thought he plays, what was it, two games or four games for Atlanta? Doesn't complete a pass. Goes 0 for 4 with two interceptions. And then his first completion finally comes. There was a ton of picks. Yeah. His first completion finally comes with Green Bay. Uh, and he caught his own first pass. <laughs> I mean, that's just. By the way, we're just sticking the knife in the Falcons these past couple weeks with the Brett Favre, uh, the Brett Favre thing. Dude. The Falcons, it's not even us sticking the knife in the Falcons with the Brett Favre thing. They've done it to themselves. The whole yeah. history of not even just the Atlanta Falcons, all Atlanta sports, it's just doing it to themselves. My team lost to Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to go over how you feel in a little bit. I can't imagine it's too good. It, it's uh, not great, but we scored points, which is more than the Jets did. They're bad. I, I never thought a team would be openly tanking. But let's go to this. Let's look at this now. Tom and I, earlier tonight, and my dad was involved as well, uh, we were ranking, not even like a power ranking, we were just putting into tiers uh, each NFL team. I'm trying to figure out how to share my screen because I know I've done it before. Oh, so you kind of want me to do this? Well, no, we have it, we have it written down. I want to see how you feel about it. And we're going to oh. talk about it and everything. Okay. Uh, just... Are the Jets its own tier? They are. And is it A, B, C, D, F, Jets? I'll go through the tiers for you right now. It is contender, borderline contender, playoff team, fraud, good team. That's like good record but bad team. Yeah. Uh, good team, bad record. Eh, bad, NFC East, Jets. <laughs> NFC East. NFC East. They need to be in their own uh, – own category because I, they're, they're just so good. Being a fan of a team in the NFC East is so hard because the Giants currently are a, like a game and a half out of a playoff spot, if you think Yeah, but it. you won. They beat Washington, the football team. Beat the football USA. team. So I can't share my screen because I can't figure it out right now, but whatever. So I'll, I'll, I got to talk about it anyway because we are a podcast, not a TV show. 
So in the Jets category, I just have the Jets. And that is the bottom, last in the NFL. It's not even close. Uh, they are insanely bad, absurdly bad, historically bad. A minus 110 point differential through six weeks of the NFL season. The worst Very minus, they are a plus 13 against the Bills. Uh, I, I can't wait for next week against Kansas City what that line's going to be. It's going to be it's going to be plus Kate, they might be able to rest Patrick Mahomes at halftime. It might be twenty five. Yeah, it could be. Twenty five is a little much. I say twenty one at least three touchdowns. It's gonna look like a Big Twelve line, or like when Alabama plays like the Citadel or something, a line like that. The best part is it's like a lock. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're gonna cover whoever they. Literally, when we do our Sunday spreads next week, all of us are gonna pick that game. The Dolphins nine and a half game scared some of us, but they covered easy. A lot of us. Easy. Our spreads were not good. Our picks last week were not good either. So in the NFC East here, we have the NFC East. Giants, uh, Washington, Cowboys, and Eagles. I almost said it, but I didn't. The Cowboys right. are minus one against the football team. That game's a pick Barely. Andy Dalton. Dude, I, I bet the Overs Club last night with Barstool, and every quarterback turned into Andy Dalton, except for Kyler Murray, who was still Kyler Murray. And it was the worst thing to watch ever. Andy Dalton, Dalton looked terrible. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton turned into a worse Andy Dalton, if you could believe that. Josh Allen looked terrible. Patrick Mahomes didn't look great. Kyler Murray looked phenomenal. A lot of it is Dallas having no defense whatsoever. Uh, the next tier is bad, and there's three teams in bad, and you're not going to like this. We have Atlanta, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Man, that's a tough blow, being in the same tier as, as yeah. you know, Jacksonville. Um, I would say, yeah, it was, I was debating between whether to put mine in good team, bad record, or just flat out bad. They're flat but after out. that – after that quarterback performance on Sunday, I could very, I can vouch for bad. Yeah, it, it's not great, and I think I figured it out. Can you see it? Yeah, we can see yep, it. Yep, there we go. Cool. So the next tier is eh, because I don't know how to gauge this. I don't think anybody really does. And that tier, we have the Lions, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Dolphins, and Niners. And the Texans were close to being in the bad range, but Romeo Cornell has at least lit some kind of a fire under that team. They should have beaten the Titans last week, and they didn't. Yeah, the they got their I don't know. I don't. I don't know the Dolphins. I don't know. They're three and three, and they're benching Ryan Fitzpatrick. So See, I don't like that. What? I don't like that move. I really don't. I mean, they're only a game out of the division. Do you think it's a good time to really even bench Ryan Fitzpatrick? You don't draft a quarterback fifth overall not to play him. That's the yeah. That's the, the thing. But the thing is, Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually doing fairly decent with the Dolphins. I know no one expected it, but he's doing it. This is the best football Fitzpatrick's played in his career. Yeah, and it's amazing that it's coming now. Wait, wait, wait. What about that 10-6 and six year with the Jets? It's, the, statistically, it's better than that. Is it really? He's 37 years old, and this is what he's doing? Better late than never. Ultimate swindler. He's the ultimate con man. The amazing thing is, and we have lauded Fitzpatrick on this podcast, and for good reason, because he's a legend. But he has more weapons in Miami than he did in that 10-6 year, which is saying something, when his best receiver was Quincy Inunua. Yeah. 
what he's what he's done so far is impressive, but I do like the move to Tua. This is usually the time you see them do it, coming out of a bye week. I was going to say, Miami's got a bye coming up, right? It makes sense. Uh, like, if they were 2-4, and four, I don't think we'd be questioning this decision. One game worse, we wouldn't be questioning it. Well, it's just the difference is they are, they're just so close in being, a, being the top team in the AFC East. Yeah, like, we I all expected. I think we all know here when push comes to shove, they will not be able to overtake the Bills. Whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tungaviola, I don't think they're going to be able to surpass the Bills, even though the Bills look bad. And based on recent play, maybe. But that's just based on the last week. Yeah. That's, that's, that's you know, it's yeah. a pick yeah. right now. What have you done for me lately? I'm just happy that it's not like a whole controversy type thing. Like, it's not like an extreme controversy. No. I'm happy that Ryan Fitzpatrick is just happy because he knew it was going to happen at one point. I'm glad that he can just be happy for Tua. Yeah, Fitzpatrick is fine with it. Fitzpatrick is the ultimate, like, hype man. I also don't think you've seen the last of Fitzpatrick this season. I, I would not be surprised. Neither would I. I could see Tua having one or two bad games and, you know, them still being in the thick of a playoff race. Where maybe Tua has an extremely amazing game and Ryan Fitzpatrick gets to go in. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick gets traded. Oh, man. Which I've seen kicked around a little bit because he does have, albeit very minimal trade value, trade value. There are three quarterbacks I've heard that are on the trade market. It's Patrick, Haskins, and Darnold. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, there are teams that one definitely – One of those things is not like the other. No, You're one right. St. Donald. Damn it, you stole my joke. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, it, imagine – I don't want to hear it because I'm a Giants fan, but imagine Ryan Fitzpatrick in a Cowboys uniform. I'm more scared of Ryan Fitzpatrick than I am Andy Dalton. Yeah, I, I would be. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick at least shows that burst for no reason whatsoever. Andy Dalton has no burst. He's just a constant flat line. He's the rifle. He's the red rifle. Fitzpatrick, can just, Fitzpatrick can have, like, that one good statistical game and, like, he just, like, destroys someone like how he did with the Bucks in uh, New Orleans a few years back, and that can just happen at any time for absolutely no reason. Can you imagine if the Cowboys were like, we might not be able to pay Dak, so we'll trade for Sam Darnold? I would be okay with that. I'd be fine with facing Sam Darnold. I don't think Sam Darnold's bad. I don't either. I'm fine with it. I think he never had help to begin with. No, I mean, Jameson Crowder didn't look bad this year, though. What about the stuff coming out of Dallas that the players are basically turning on the coaching staff they never bought in? We owe, as a football fandom, we owe Aaron Rodgers an apology because he was right about Mike McCarthy is what I'm picking up on. Well, I was saying that Mike McCarthy was – Mike McCarthy doesn't move the needle. He's a glorified Jason Garrett. I said that when they hired him. Is he only glorified because he has that ring? Bingo. Yeah. And that ring was 10 years ago, 9 years ago? Yeah, around that. And because he had a a talented-ass quarterback. Which he does have down in Dallas. Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback. Oh, really? Andy Dalton wasn't it, huh? No, who would have thought? Uh, next, we have – I mean, in the – there are two teams in the next category of good team, bad record that are so close to just being eh. You could do fraud, good team, and good team, bad record. I think that's literally the same tier. And you could just say – Well, fraud, fraud, good team is bad team, good record. Okay. Yeah. So, good team, bad record. I have Carolina. 
Okay. I think they're pretty good. I think they're a borderline playoff team. I think from basically up are your teams that could really compete for a playoff spot. I mean, Carolina's 500. I wouldn't yeah. say that that's a bad record for Carolina by any means, considering what their expectations were. So let's just call that good team 500 and under. Good team 500, yeah. yeah. And then you got Los Angeles, who has been in basically every game they played this year. They took KC and New Orleans to overtime. Um, they just lose the one-possession games, it seems like, all the time. And plus they're starting to get the Atlanta uh, flow and leads. Yeah. They blew back-to-back seven. It's not great. And then the last one's New England, two and three. Obviously, they were stricken by COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID, they were a very good football team. That was having having COVID is no excuse to to be uh, losing to the Broncos with six field goals. That's true. The Broncos didn't score a touchdown. And that was, I mean, Drew. I know Drew Locke was coming back, but like, still, you lost on the field goals. You lost to the goal, Brandon McManus. Yeah, yeah, and that's literally it. Uh, the next uh, level up is fraud good team. So that's bad team, good record. Okay. And I wanted to put the Bears in there in the worst way, but they're going to be a playoff team. They are looking like a playoff team in 5-1 right now. Uh, but we have four teams, the Indianapolis Colts, the Los Angeles Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cleveland Browns. I like that except for Arizona. I think Arizona's a legitimate playoff team. The Los Angeles Dodgers did a home run in the first inning. Two-run home run by Cody Bellinger. He hit it to almost the exact same spot that he hit the one in the NLCS. Two nothing Dodgers. Two nothing. Two nothing. Tom cut out. Tom cut out. And Tom and uh, why is Bellinger finding his rhythm? Who's echoing? Not me. We back. We are back. We're back. Like the Giants. Um, Arizona. I don't know. I look at Arizona and I tell you that they haven't beat anybody that's very attractive to me. Uh, beating Dallas, albeit they did beat them by a lot. It doesn't really do anything for me. They beat the Jets. That doesn't do anything for me. They lost to Carolina. They lost to the Lions. Uh, they beat Washington. That really doesn't do anything for me. And they lost to a They almost game. beat the Lions. They should have beat the Lions. They should have beat the Lions, but they didn't beat the Lions. Yeah. Tyler Murray struggles always against the Lions. And I think that's where the needle is, is moved between playoff team and fraud, good team, or bad team, good record. You've got to beat the Lions. If you have the situation in front of you, there's no excuse to lose the Lions by three. Who's Arizona playing this week? I could not tell you even if I wanted to. Seattle. We're going to learn something. That's going to be a test. We're going that to learn. is the test. I don't, I don't think that game's going to be close. I don't know. Vikings made it close. It's going to be – I know that, the Vikings made it and close. And that's the reason why I don't have Seattle as a contender. <laughs> I have them as borderline contender because if you struggle with Kirk Cousins, you're not a contender. I don't really – I don't like that logic because, I mean, because you, you don't win by as much but still win, you go down a notch in your uh, – They should have lost. Who? The, the Seahawks. Oh, we blew it. You just needed six inches. All right, let's talk uh, Browns. They got the living hell beaten out of them by Pittsburgh. Both of their losses this year come by very large amounts. They got beaten by the Baltimore Ravens, too. Browns, if the Browns beat the Steelers, they're up in playoff team, correct? Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I just I have no faith in him. I have no all, faith in Baker Mayfield when it comes. It all to comes him. down. To, yeah, it all comes down to Baker Mayfield. They have the weapons. They have the defense. They got special teams worked out. All that matters right now is if whether or not Baker Mayfield can throw the ball. Which, looking at the past few games, or at least that Steelers game. Well, wait, who'd they play last week? The Steelers. They yeah, that Steelers them. game. It's not. It's not there. You have I to mean, be able to beat Pittsburgh and Baltimore in that division, and Cleveland just isn't able to. Yeah, I mean, the last thing that I really expected from the Browns after all this time was the quarterback to – Baker Mayfield in particular just to not be the one producing at this time because everyone else is coming into their own and everyone else is figuring it out, and then there's Baker Mayfield. The next one is the Los Angeles Rams, and they're a weird team because I thought they were a lot better to start off the season, but the Rams are one of those teams that seem to play down to their opponent's level every single week. There was no reason for that Giants-Rams game to be 17-9 a couple weeks ago. There was no reason really. I, I thought the Rams were going to beat the 49ers pretty handedly. Jimmy G looked okay. didn't look great. But Jared Goff looked terrible. Cooper Cup looked terrible. I, I just didn't have faith in Jared Goff. And there was a specific play in my mind that really did it for me. It was a third and goal. Jared Goff rolls out and puts one right on the hands of Cooper Cup in the end zone on the sideline, and he dropped it. The next play, they turn around, fourth and goal. They have to go for it down. I think it was two possessions at the time. Jared Goff throws an interception on a pass in between two receivers in the end zone. And that's going to sum up their season for me, I think, when it's all said and done. They're just they're, – they're, they're worse than their record says. It kind of just sounds like Jared Goff is producing, and the other teams are dropping the ball literally. And then that's causing him to drop the ball. Jared Goff, Jared Goff short arms a lot of balls. A lot. He skips a lot in on receivers. That 2016 draft class for quarterbacks is looking very bleh. Yeah. What was that draft class? Goff, Wentz. Wentz is kind of nice. Stop it. Wentz is pretty good. Stop it. I know you're not ready for that truth. Um, the next team in that section is the Indianapolis Colts. And yeah. a lot of it's just Phillip Rivers, and he's not going to – at 38 years old, he's not going to lead you to anything amazing. Phillip Rivers isn't an answer. It comes down to can I believe Indy can win the game to get into the playoffs? And uh, they screamed to me that they would lose to a team. Like an ant team in this ranking is going to be playing spoiler down the stretch. They'll beat the Jaguars. Or they'll lose to the Jaguars. I, I, thought, I thought Texans. They already lost to the Jaguars this year. Yeah. Texans would make a lot, a lot of sense. You also can't lose to the Jaguars, in my mind, and be in an upper tier in this list. Like, those, that, those top three tiers. Uh, the next tier is playoff team. These are teams that are just playoff teams. Simple as that. Going to be in. Uh, or at least should be competing for one at the very least. The New Orleans Saints, they haven't looked great. A lot of that, Michael Thomas being out, you take away Drew Brees' number one target, it's going to be rough for a little bit. But he's set to come back. You're missing back. something with the Saints, I think. What was that? I think you're missing something with the Saints. Like, there's, they're good. They're not what they were, though. I mean, Yeah, that's a lot of it, too. Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith have, you know, had some great plays while Michael Thomas has been out. Yeah, but uh, it's not enough for me. I want to see – right now I see that offense, and that doesn't scream contender to me. I want to see uh, – Eric, I think you just got your stolen base in the Dodger game. Oh, come on. There you go. 
I, I look at that offense and it doesn't scream anything more than a playoff team to me. I want to see that offense a few weeks with Michael Thomas, see if anything changes there. But if nothing changes, they're going to stick around that playoff team uh, setting. I, I just don't see him going above that. Let's go free Thompson's for that stolen base. The, the way they competed this week, I don't think they compete with Tampa. Yeah. And, I mean, didn't they start down against the Chargers this week? Yeah, they had to come back. They started yeah, down I mean, the last two weeks. They started down last week against Detroit and uh, this – oh, that was two weeks ago against Detroit and this week against uh, the Chargers. Yeah. And if, like, you keep starting well, down and following that trend, eventually there's going to be a game – where you can't where come back. You can't come back. You're not – he's not Patrick Mahomes, you know. He doesn't have the cast like Patrick Mahomes. The next he's question, also not mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His arm is not what it used to be. It's a noodle. Yeah. The next team is Chicago Bears. I personally do not like the Bears at all. But 5-1 is 5-1. They're a playoff team. Their defense alone makes them a playoff team. Next I, stretch too. I really like the Bears. Of course Just because – just because defensive wise, it's still like a top. It's a top defense, and Nick Foles kind of reminds me of like a thing that like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick would pull. Like Nick Foles is kind of like that, where he like has like some really good season. I thought he was going to be good last year against in Jacksonville, and he was looking all right up until he broke his collarbone. Yeah, but like so, like a quarter into the season. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> two drives. Uh, next team in there, Buffalo. Buffalo was way higher two weeks ago. Back-to-back losses, a beatdown by the Titans, and a tough loss against KC. Where it just looked like they could get nothing going. They're going to be I'll playing. Give a, I'll give them a break against Kansas City because playing Patrick Mahomes on six days rest when Patrick Mahomes is angry and after a loss is really not what you're looking for. Yes, but if you were going to look at me and tell me the Bills are going to hold that offense to only 26 points, I think the Bills take that. Yeah, I do too. And Josh Allen had a very bad game. I I know he started the game like three for 12. Yeah. I mean, he's had back-to-back bad weeks, and I think what brings him down just a bit more, makes you question him more, is that when they played the Titans, I know they're, they were both undefeated going to that game, but the Titans, like, they haven't been practicing. Yeah. And they went in, and they, and they just beat this team like that. It was like it was easy. Now, with this being said, this group of teams could win a Super Bowl, could win the Super Bowl this year. But as of right now, they're sealing to me as a playoff team. I'm upset they just called back the stolen base in the World Series. Well, he's still on second. People are saying that they that they they made a wild pitch instead of a uh, a stolen base. Oh. So no tacos yet. Uh, the last team in this group as a playoff team is the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm so happy imagine, for the Raiders. Imagine saying week one that the Saints and Raiders would be in the same tier. Yeah, the Raiders just play every team tough. They beat KC last week. They should have beaten. They got very close to beating the Bills two weeks ago. Uh, who do they play this week coming up? Because that could say some things about them. They're in a very – they play the Bucks Sunday night. In Vegas. Still. A Bucks win there, and I think we're talking – I mean, a Raider win there, I think we're talking about the Raiders a little differently Monday morning. I think the Raiders can get that game. Their defense is good. Derek Carr's not bad. No. Slander. The only thing that holds me back on the Raiders a little bit is just that I can see John Gruden pull, pulling some shit where – Marcus Mariota is a starting quarterback. 
Who would have thought that all it took for Derek Carr to take that next level was Nathan Peterman threatening to take his job? Yeah, who would have thought? That's really all it took. Uh, the next tier is borderline contenders. Again, these are teams that could definitely win the Super Bowl. I'll give the only, There's only one team I personally have in the contender spot. That's KC. I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Although I'm very close to putting Seattle there. I'm very close to putting another team in that list there. Okay, we'll go through it. Tennessee. That's the team. I don't know. Um, there's only one really impressive win on Tennessee's resume so far in my eyes. This weekend is, is yeah. This weekend is going to tell me whether or not they belong in that next tier up because they do play Pittsburgh. The winner of this Tennessee Pittsburgh game potentially, if it's a blowout, one gets moved up, one gets moved down. If it's close, this one. This is the one we're supposed to get week four. This is the one we're supposed to get week four, right? Yeah. Steelers-Titans this week. So let's talk about the Steelers and Titans. If the Steelers blow up the Titans, the Steelers are going to move up to contender, the Titans are going to move down, and vice versa. Uh, the Tennessee Titans this season, not a real impressive win in my eyes. They beat the Bills by a lot. They beat the Vikings by one, and that was a damn close game the whole stretch of the game. They beat the Jaguars by three. They beat the Broncos by two, and they beat the Texans by six, and they probably should have lost to the Texans as well. I think come what, back against the Texans. Yeah. I think, I think what really sticks out with the Titans is just that I know they're a lot of high-scoring games, but at the end of the day for them, I think the defense can kind of handle it. Like, they can come and clutch a little bit, and the offense can finish it off or vice versa. And that's what makes them kind of like – Dangerous? A, a we- yeah, I guess dangerous. It makes them a weird team just because it's such high-scoring games usually. But at the same time, it's just in the final moments when it matters most, that's when they show up. Yeah. Uh, the next team in there is Tampa Bay. And I'm going to be real with you. Last week, I wouldn't have had them this high up. I would have just said playoff team. But they put the whooping down on Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Like they beat the hell out of them. And Green Bay is also in this tier for me too. Uh, Green Bay, I probably would have had higher before this week. Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers struggled. The Packers have one or two games every year where they look terrible. It just so happened last year was in the NFC Championship game, but it happens once or twice every year. Better to get it out of the way week five or week six, whatever week this was. And then you can do it again in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, Next, Baltimore. Again, Baltimore doesn't have a win. That impresses me. Baltimore doesn't look like – I, I might get flagged for this. Baltimore doesn't look like anything special this year. No. No. It just looked like – They're not last year. Lamar Jackson still looks good. Uh, I don't think he looks as, looks great like last year, like MVP caliber. But you should beat Philly by more than two points. Yeah. And you kind of blew that lead too. Yeah. You were a two-point conversion away from having to go to overtime. Oh, also, real quick, another reason I don't believe in the Rams, they've only beaten the NFC East teams. Really? Yeah, four and two. All four wins come against the NFC East. Not good. Still that. Uh, and the last team I have in this list is Seattle, solely because they struggle with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is terrible. Eric, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. He's not good. No. And then I have the KC Chiefs at the top. Defending champions, uh, Patrick Mahomes is as good as ever. A little bit of a struggle last game in the rain, but he's good. 
32 points and a loss two weeks ago. He's good. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to move up soon. I think yeah. Just like – I think Seattle is coming back. If, even if Arizona makes it close against Seattle this week, I would move up Arizona to the playoff team if it's a close game. I'd say within a one possession range. I would say that. Um, let's stop right here. Let's move to our interview with Casey Dale. We'll go. Oh, Casey. We'll go to that. We talked to Casey Dale, a friend of the show, has been for a while now, fighting at Rough and Rowdy Barstool Sports this Friday night, 8 p.m. Be sure to rent it by rnr.com. And right now we're going to move to that interview. Joining us again on the Too Many Men Sports Podcast, we have Casey Dale. Uh, only a few days before his next fight, the third fight for him at Rough and Rowdy. And uh, this one a little bit under different circumstances, but uh, how, how are you feeling going into this fight? Dude, I'm feeling great. Uh, I got five more months of training under my belt. I just destroyed Gary, uh, the milkman. You know, tuned him up a bit, and uh, now I'm ready to t- take on Trailer Park. Yeah, you're fighting Trailer Park down there at uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, and they're red versus blue, rough and rowdy this Friday, 8 p.m. Um, I- I'm sure it would be a little bit different going into last fight than this fight. The last fight was in February. This is your third fight at rough and rowdy in a year. Third uh, fight. How, is, how has this one been different than the last two with all the COVID protocols and everything? Have you been able to train as much? Um, yeah, I've, I've been pretty lucky for training purposes. Uh at least for boxing, like I've been able to go consistently weightlifting. It's been a little different. Um, another thing too, the pay for this one went way up. So, so that's there pretty you go. cool. Uh, what are you expecting going down there? I mean, you, you, you kind of, you're basically a veteran at this by now. You know, you yeah. know a little bit what to expect, but it's going to be some kind of different this time around. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. Uh, have have you guys seen uh, like UFC events with no crowds? You can hear the punches. You yeah. can hear people talk. It's wild. It, dude, it's so different. Um, something that you guys probably don't know, and I, I haven't like told you yet or anything. Uh, like during fights, when when we're like clinching real close, like I'll, I'll yell in their ear, like "Yo, piss off!" Like "Fuck you!" <laughs> so you guys might be able to hear that if 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 you guys uh actually stream it. It'll be crazy. Oh going to be streaming of course hell yeah i'm very curious it's in west virginia and that's a state that has been a little more laxed on its protocols there's not going to be anybody there watching it's just going to be the barstool crew and the guys fighting yeah so uh we're we're able to bring one extra person because it's a fight right if you get knocked out or concussed like someone has to be there to take care of you uh i'm gonna try to smuggle like one more person in but I don't know if that'll work. I mean, in, in an environment like that, I saw it at the Super Bowl back in uh, late January. Uh, you, you you feed off the crowd a little bit because it can get pretty crazy at those events. It, is it going to be any different for you, you think? Because I, I know you're the type of guy that likes to play to the crowd a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be different for me. Um, I, I really enjoy hearing, like, people, Woo! like, freaking out. You get a good headshot or, like – something happens to you and you hear the crowd and you're like, Oh shit, it's real. 
I know that I have to defend a certain way and kind of ease back or, or like play into it. Like you just said, like, Oh, you got a good hit. You hear people roaring. You want to give them more, you know, they're hungry. So you got to get in there, keep going. It's cool. We talked, Uh, we talked a little bit back uh, before this was officially announced and everything. You said that something like this was coming. Yeah. How does Barstool approach you to come back for another one of these? <laughs> uh, at this point, I think it's kind of like I eat ass is coming back for yeah. every rough and rowdy. Uh, one, I'm I'm pretty good and I actually train, so I don't think I'm gonna get a loss under my belt anytime soon. Uh, n- no hate on the other dude, but I saw some of his videos. I I think it's gonna be a quick one. I, it's definitely yeah. interesting. I saw the video trailer park, but actually rough and rowdy uh, posted it. Yeah. It looks like he has no teeth. Does he have to wear a mouth guard if you have no teeth? Is that? Yeah, a I just ask that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I can't say anything about that. I, I don't want to talk about somebody's teeth or or anything like that. Uh, maybe he could get some dentures. Maybe no mouth guard. Maybe we'll we'll see. Let's talk about <laughs> this. You went into last fight against Milkman pretty confident. To say the least. Oh, hell yeah. Heard it on this show. Uh, where's the confidence level at entering this Friday against Trailer Park? Dude, against Trailer Park? Yo, I'm, I'm sky high right now. Uh, normally, I don't think like, oh, I'm going to knock someone out. But I, I think you give me two minutes. And if you, you bet on that, it. you guys could win that 25K from, from Barstool Sportsbook. Um, you seem to be enjoying yourself. You seem to be having a good time. Is everything throughout this whole COVID process? I know it's been tough for everybody, but has everything been good on your end uh, with tests and everything? Yeah. Uh, so, so the the test has come in. Uh, I went this morning, got the test. I did the blood work like last week, and I really wanted to like videotape some of this stuff so I could like Not show sure. people. You know, I'm kind of getting fans in. Uh, they, they yell at you they say no like no cell phones no nothing so it's like all undercover like for especially for the covid stuff it's weird i was uh, gonna say is there very is it like super duper strict yeah yeah my sister my sister had her phone out right she's coming to me uh coming to the event with me and uh she she like had her phone out and they're like yo like put that away they knocked on the window they were like nah you can't do that we're like what <laughs> like so yeah. In past rough and rowdies, we've had situations where, you know, like a guy didn't show for the fight. It could be a different circumstance this time around. What if somebody fails a COVID test the day of the fight? Let's say the person you're fighting fails a COVID test the day of the fight. (sighs) Have you been informed like how that could change? No, no, I haven't been told uh, what happens, but if it does, you'll, you'll see me pretty upset. (laughs) Like, like I'm ready. I've been training. So I, I'd, I'd be sad. Uh, when are you traveling down to West Virginia? Uh, yeah. So we are, me and my sister are doing some stuff Thursday morning and then, uh, we're, we're heading down and, uh, we, we got to get there for six o'clock for the weigh-ins, you know, that whole standoff yeah. vibe. What do you, what do you guys think I should do? Should I run up face <laughs> off? Should I push them? You I don't know want what to you push can them? do. I don't know what you can do with COVID protocols. Oh yeah. Like I've seen uh, boxing matches where there's like there's six feet in between them. And the six foot face off. Lomachenko and Lopez the other night. Lomachenko broke the six foot barrier, and everybody had a fit. Yep. 
Yeah, I did I, see I, that. I assume you're going to be wearing a mask. So how much intimidating can you do with a mask on face-to-face with a guy? <sighs> that is true. I do have a bape mask. Have you guys seen those? It's like no. that, that no. angry angry bape emblem. Oh, it's yes. Cool. You should definitely wear that. Yes. Hell yeah. It's going to be intimidating. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> I, I'm, Trailer Park has no idea what's coming for him. Trailer uh, Park. <laughs> yeah. Last... Um, Last thing. Go ahead, Eric. Um, do you have any like, do you have any protocols like you have to do with the hotel and everything? Like, you is there like you have to eat inside the hotel or something like that? I know a bunch of sports leagues have done that. Dude, the, the no, I I have no clue. I didn't even get my hotel yet. I I called him, asked him, and he just gave me a confirmation. And we're like three days away. <laughs> <laughs> if it, it, it was me, fluid. Yeah, they they do things like uh, last minute sometimes, or it's all planned out and done, and they just get to us last minute. I'm not sure. But uh, as for protocols, dude, no clue. Now, last Rough and Rowdy was in January. It was down in Miami. Uh, we saw the fight, and uh, I'm not as curious as what happened at Rough and Rowdy. What was the after party at Rough and Rowdy like in Miami, Super Bowl weekend? Dude, we went to – all right, so it was me, uh, me, three of my friends, and then I brought, like, three of my friends that are, like, chicks. You know, like, you kind of yeah. need the, the good ratio to get into places. And somehow we ended up losing them. They ended up going on, like, Gronk's yacht in Miami. And I was like, ah, oh, like, guys, like, we weren't there with you. But we, we were chilling at this, like uh, – this club, some some crazy club in Miami. I think it's called like Apollo, or it's like some spaceship club. And I don't remember, but oh. <laughs> but I, I do I do know that it was sick, dude. There was like lights everywhere, crazy, crazy time. Did you get to watch the Super Bowl that weekend? Do you remember watching the Super Bowl that weekend? Uh yeah, I remember. I remember we we planned the flight back early. Oh, dude, dude, that flight back was crazy. Uh, we, we can talk offline about the flight back. It was, it was like, <laughs> dude, it was different. Like going through, uh, uh, like, like security. Like me and all my friends are like, oh, so scared. Like walking. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It sounds like they put on a pretty fun event down there. Uh, dude, Arsenal does it just a different level. Yeah, it was yo that that barstool after party. It, it did get rained out after like thirty yeah. minutes, but the first thirty to forty minutes was sick. There were like stormtroopers on the stage, like shooting stuff at us. There was confetti everywhere. Like it was it was an experience for sure. Well, this Friday down in Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, rough and rowdy, red versus blue. Casey Dale, I eat ass, will be fighting yet again, third fight uh, at Rough and Rowdy. And I, I got to ask you, what, what are you predicting? I know you said you're a little bit expecting a knockout, even though you shouldn't go into a fight expecting it. What is your prediction for this fight? All right, so I have to stay humble. And uh, I know it's a fight and anything can happen in a fight. So the – the most confident I can be in any fighting situation, whether it's me and you, me and Trailer Park, me and Logan Paul, it's 95%, right? I'm 95% confident that I'm going to win. <laughs> uh, I think first round, I'm going to go in there 
and I'll touch him maybe for like the first 15, 20 seconds. And then he'll probably get a couple things on me and I'm going to get mad. And then it's going to be game over because <laughs> he's, he's older. He's mentioned that he yeah. smokes. I don't think he's going to be able to keep, keep up. up with not at all. Uh, and personally, I, I, I think the best person that rough and rowdy had for me was actually the milkman. Like he was a decent opponent and I blew it blew through him. Yes. Yeah, that was a good fight. Uh, yeah. Really first fun. round. Oh, by the way, for the record, that first round, that knockdown, he stepped on my shoe. Oh, you could see that. Oh, I, mean, I, I wasn't sure, but if for the record, he stepped on my shoe and I fell backwards. They do show but, replays every once in a while during it. And you can see. You all right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Don't worry about that. Cause I, I didn't see that at all. And I was like, damn, like, looks like I just got, punched hard <laughs> now obviously plans change once you enter the ring and you get the adrenaline going and you get hit yep. but this is i don't want to say the most out of shape opponent you faced at rough and rowdy but if there was an opponent to overlook this is going to be it um is there any way you can handle that adrenaline ha- well the adrenaline might be a little bit different no crowd yeah but yeah is there any way you, you go into it and handle it and make sure it did not go against whatever plan you have it's a fight, man. Sometimes it's hard. Like, uh, even last one, I was like, uh, you know, I, I might sit back, try to play the range. Dude, I just bum-rushed him. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't think I'll be able to contain myself. It's, it's going to be a good one. It gets tough once you get in there. You, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, sometimes, like, between the rounds, you, like, catch yourself. You come level-headed, and you're like, all right, I can do this. And then you, like, kind of give yourself a little pep talk. And then you game plan, and then you lose it right once the bell rings. <laughs> well, from what we can see of your arms, you do look to be in pretty decent shape. I know there's some power yeah. behind those punches. <laughs> there was, there has been the last two rough and rowdies. Uh, we're excited to watch you. Uh, Barstool Sports putting on another great event, rough and rowdy, Morgantown, West Virginia, this Friday. I got my Barstool Overs Club jacket on. Uh, I did notice that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just. It's just such a great thing they, they do between Ruff and Rowdy and their sports book. It's, it's fantastic. It's amazing, um, and they're brilliant there. Yeah, it's just amazing marketing. Is there anything you want to say to people listening out there who may be doubting you for this fight, even though I don't know how they could? Doubt it? No, 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 no. Okay, let, let's get this straight. You know, uh, K- Caleb Presley and uh, – man, what's the other homeboy's name? There's Roan. Uh, yeah, Roan, right? They think I'm going to lose. What? I don't know. See, maybe in in my head, I think they think I'm going to lose just so more people favor Trailer Park and bet on Trailer Park. Try to sway the line a little bit? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. But that's just what I'm thinking. Kayla's playing chess while y'all are playing checkers. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, Casey, you know you're always welcome to come on. Uh, it's great having you on again. And good luck this Friday. We're hoping you... You win another fight, and I got a good feeling for you this weekend. Hell yeah. Do it, guys. Sorry about last time. I couldn't do this shout-out. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll try this time. Dude, and we if were, not, I'll post you guys on my story. We were so you guys hyped. will get stuff. We were yeah. so hyped when you won. You, Woo! You had no idea. <laughs> we were waiting the whole fight for that. And they had the, uh, the midgets go, too, which was great. Yep. But Smidge that- is my boy. Yo, I saw him in Providence the other day. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, it was cool. We we linked up, you know, had a beer, talked. I was just gonna say, how's he doing? Yeah, he's doing good. You know, uh, he he just got that other opponent, and yep, he looks like looks like that'll be good. But Smidge has been wrestling for like years in high school. Like he's prepared. So yeah, he's he knows what to expect. He's fine. Well, okay, sure. just stay healthy. Uh, it's a tough time, but we want to thank you again for coming on. Good luck. This yes, morning. thank you so much. Hell yeah. <laughs> Barstool, Rough and Rowdy, 8 o'clock Friday night, Morgantown, West Virginia, red versus blue, and uh, watch Casey Dale kick ass again. Yep. Byrnr.com, baby. All right, I'll see you guys. Thank you again, Casey. Good luck this Friday. Uh, we're all going to be watching very intently to see how well you do. We're sure that you're going to be uh, great and continue that undefeated streak that you have. Now let's, uh, before we move to our NFL picks for week seven, we got a little bit of NBA news. The Indiana Pacers go off the board for their next head coaching hire. And Eric, you can pronounce his name better than I can. Assistant, former assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors. His name is? Nate Bjorkren. B-J-O-R-K-G-R-E-N. It's turning into Shakir Mukhamadoulin of uh, yeah, the NBA. Okay. Um, uh, or off the, like I said, off the board. Nobody had this. I thought for sure it was going to be Chauncey Billups. Yeah, that, that seemed to be a popular consensus among fans that Chauncey Billups was at least going to get heavy consideration with head coaching job in Indiana. But they go a little bit off the board. But if you look at the way the Toronto Raptors have developed the last couple of years, maybe since us not being in tight NBA circles, not big NBA fans, maybe this hire isn't as off the board as we think. Somebody texted me. One of my friends from school texted me. He said the Nick Nurse coaching tree has officially begun. I love Nick Nurse as a coach, personally. Uh, I love his energy and what he brings to a team. And he's going to get a lot of slack up in Toronto. I mean, they can have a couple bad seasons. It won't matter because of what the championship does for that city. But I, listen, Toronto's developing at a great pace. Um, I think Nick Nurse is a phenomenal coach who really built his way up to where he is right now. And, and uh, the tree's going to get bigger. And Bjorkgren is a um, – he was working with Nick Nurse for a while. For oh, at least, I think. Uh, I mean, he was there when he, he was an assistant under him in the G League. Back in like 2013, 2011, he was an assistant too under him. Now, you don't really see that many coaches work their way up from G League up. Nick Nurse did, though. I know Nick Nurse did. That's why. That's to see the success of Nick Nurse. I hope more uh, NBA teams would be inclined to go that route because there is coaching talent in the G League. So there's a rumor also that Oladipo will not be on the team to begin the 2020-2021 season in Indiana. Yeah. Which, that's a blow. I mean, you're getting a new head coach and you have your franchise star and you're trading him away. Yeah, it's putting that's your bad. coach – I wouldn't say it's setting him up for failure. It's putting him in a really bad starting spot. Yeah. Um, it sucks. It's going to be a tough position for him in Indiana. Indiana is not that big of a market either. Never has been. Uh, I just had a friend text me. Now, this is transferring back to NBA, uh, NFL. Uh, he's like, did you know about the free kick in the NFL? 
Yes, because there was yeah. that wacky game in London. Wasn't it Carolina? Oh, dude, the Cardinals Carolina, did Tampa. against the Giants in like 2008. Yeah. It usually happens once every seven point years, uh, seven years. And then I'm like, do you know about the one-point safety, which is my favorite play in football, which never happens. Yeah. Well, well, there was also another thing that came out about the NFL. Uh, apparently, they're going to be called the Washington football team next year, too. Really? Wow. 2021, yep. Hmm. Really stick. They could have – we talked about this a few nights ago. They could have named a team. They just got lazy. I think that's hard. I also think – and this is – something that I didn't consider when we were talking about this. I think a lot of it had to do with outside merchandising and like Madden and stuff like that. I tried so hard uh, like a week ago to try to find a Washington football team pennant. Cause I have the old Washington Redskins one up. Uh, I want a Washington football team one, but I can't find one. Not even on the team's website. I think it's coming. I think, I think you'll get one. I hope so. Let's move to our picks for week seven of the NFL. We oh, I didn't know you had this cool spreadsheet. Oh, of course. Look, it goes all the way back. I have last year's oh, too. Wow. Week six, to be fair, we took it on the chin a little bit. Three people finished above 500 in their picks. Um, me and Tom, nine and five. John, eight and six. Trish, Eric, and Kyle, seven and seven. Zach, six and eight. John you could Holmes. always pick the Patriots and the Packers and the Rams and yeah. then just. John has a three-game lead over Tom, four-game lead over me, eight-game lead over Eric, seven-game lead over Kyle, ten-game lead over Zach, and eleven-game lead over Trish, who's uh, racing to the bottom with Zach, it seems like. But it seems to be how The spreads are good. The spreads are good. Spreads were not good this week. For oh, I got to remember I got to look at which ones mine were. I forgot. We, we did not do well. I did not get a single one right. Uh, and that's the first time anybody's gone 0-3 is when I did it this week. But we'll get to that on Friday. Trish not going to be here Friday either. He's going away. So I got to get his spreads prior to the episode. Let's start with Thursday Night Football. And I hate this game. Like, you cannot believe the New York Giants are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. And... Oh, man, the Giants haven't beaten Philly in seven years, I believe it is. The Giants have not beaten the Eagles or the Cowboys since Trump was sworn into office. Oh, oh. They should have beaten the Cowboys a few years ago, but Cole Beasley just killed me. With that catch in the back of the end, back zone. Of the end zone. Oh, man. Think about this, Tony. You don't have to deal with Blake Jarwin this year. No, don't worry. Uh, Dave Schultz will do it to me. The same way Dalton Schultz, the same way Jarwin did it, the same way Jason Witten did it to me. Witten I remember, like I remember specifically Jason Witten catching a ball with like six seconds left. In the that was it. I mean, the Cowboys got the ball back like minute 30. My God, this game's over. No doubt about it. Uh, let me pull up the weekly schedule. I just know Sunday night, uh, Thursday night football – so first Thursday night game in two weeks, Giants-Eagles. Trish is taking the Giants. John is taking the Eagles. Kyle's taking the Eagles. Zach is taking the Giants. I'll start with Tom. Uh, who are you taking? Uh, sorry, 2-1 two, uh, two Tampa. Kiermaier home run. Okay. I must have missed that. I got the game on in the corner, so I'm not directly looking at it. I have it behind me, and I found that off Twitter. 
This game is on Fox, the NFL Network, and Amazon. Tom, who do you have? Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think, a close game just because what we saw last week, the Giants winning the Eagles almost, you know, at least forcing an overtime with the Ravens. These two teams are bad. Yeah, I, I think I got to take Eagles just because John took the Eagles. I'm going to mirror this one because it's going to be a very close game. The Giants don't win in Philly. I'm taking the Eagles at home. Eric? I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to take Giants for a couple of reasons. Number one, no Miles Sanders. No Zach Ertz either. No Miles Sanders, no Zach Ertz. So you're dealing with Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, and a bunch of other people who I've don't, never heard of. Don't sleep on Travis Fulgham. He's had a great two weeks. He's had no, actually said, a great like, three weeks. He had a touchdown every week. He's been a major receiver. That's why I said Travis Fulgham independently. Because I he's good. This, I want to say this now. It is possible the lowest record a team can win the NFC East with is 4-12. and 12. That's a possibility. That's I think a, there's a high possibility a 5-11 and 11 team wins it this year. I think you're getting six and ten. I don't think you're getting. I don't think you're getting that bad. I think you're getting six and ten. I think Dallas or Philly finds a way to figure something out. One of these four teams is going to host a playoff game. And the, the so great. either the Packers or Bears won't. Yeah, or the Saints or the Bucks. <laughs> um, this league, a Giants win Thursday night and a Cowboys loss Sunday propels the Giants to first in the division. Team that started off 0-5. The next game, we go to our Sunday slate, 1 o'clock CBS. Uh, This might be the game of the 1 o'clock games. Uh, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Trish is saying Pittsburgh. John and and Zach with him as well. Kyle is saying the Titans. I'm taking the Steelers on the road. Tom? As much as it kills me, I'm going to have to take the Steelers on this one. I'm taking the Steelers. Eric? This game is so tight. It's so tight and so good. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets the swing 6-1. to one. Gun, gun in my head, I'm picking the Steelers. But it's – you can make a damn good argument for either team there. The last game, Eagles-Giants goes 4-3 in favor of Eagles from our picks. Our majority picks last week went 8-6. and six. It's 59-31-1 and on the year. How did our majority picks go over 500 and we had a terrible week overall? I have no idea. Um – one o'clock on CBS, the Buffalo Bills going to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. I skipped the game here by accident. We'll come to it next. I think we're all taking the Bills. Trish, John, Kyle, and Zach are taking them. Uh, I'm taking for the rest of the year. I'm taking not the Jets. You think Owen sixteen? I, I think Owen sixteen is definitely a possibility. So whenever you ask me a team, unless I get proof otherwise, I'm just going to say not the Jets. Tom, you fitting in with that? One hundred percent. Uh, next game we'll do, 1 o'clock on Fox, Dallas at the Washington football team. Uh, everybody says Cowboys across the board, and I do not like the way Andy Dalton played. With that being said, I trust Andy Dalton more than Kyle Allen. I'm taking the Cowboys. Eric? Took the word right in my mouth. Give me Cowboys. Tom? Uh, I have to bounce I'm going to take that. Cowboys just because more overall talent. Kyle Allen can still sling it, though. So the last two games are clean sweeps in favor of the Cowboys and Bills. Next game, 1 o'clock on Fox. The Carolina Panthers going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Zach, Kyle, John, and Trish all say Saints. I'm taking the Saints in the Dome. I do like this Carolina team, though. I don't like them that much. Eric? 
I agree. I'm taking Saints, but again, I don't know what the lines are for this, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than Vegas is giving it credit for. Tom? Yeah, I got, I got to take the Saints on this one. So another, McCaffrey isn't even back. Another sweep in favor of the Saints. Uh, Mike Thomas should be playing this week. He didn't play last week because of a disciplinary issue. That was last Monday, right? It's yeah. Tom, I know that made you very happy. A Mike Evans fantasy owner there. Or Mike uh, Thomas. Yeah. Next game. It was great. Yeah, Mike Thomas, not Mike Evans. One o'clock on Fox. Green Bay Packers going to Houston to take on the Texans. Packers, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Trish, John, Kyle, and Zach say the Packers. I'm taking the Packers, but I'm starting to Sean Watson in fantasy this week. Not making that mistake again. Aaron Rodgers, thank you for three points. And a loss in a league because of it. Eric? You lost in a league because of that? I lost by 12 points. And Deshaun Watson put up 32. Yeah, you're right. Aaron Rodgers is pissed. I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers pissed. Sorry, Houston. You're going to be the poor souls. Uh, give me Green Bay. Their defense is not great either. Tom? Yeah, give me Green Bay on this one. I read a, You want to talk about defense. I read a statistic earlier that said Dallas is on pace to get up the most points in a single NFL season the way their defense is playing. That's insane. They're the only team so far – I think they're the only team in league history that allowed 200 points throughout the first six games of the season. Don't worry. The Jets will see that and start to pick it up. I mean, that, it's insane, the difference between their defense and offense. I mean, if they, had, if they had half of a NFL caliber defense, they'd be, they'd have, they'd be like 4-2. and two. Just did some math. That's an average of about 33 points a game that they're giving up. One o'clock on CBS Battle of Ohio, Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, last time we picked this, we a lot of us said Cincinnati Bengals. That was week one or two or three, I think. Uh, Zach, Kyle, John, and Trish all say Browns. I'm taking the Browns. Taking the, taking the, Browns. Taking the, Browns. Taking the Browns. Eric. Eric. I'm pretty sure I was one of the poor souls that picked Cincinnati. I was. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick Cleveland. Tom. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Cleveland on this one. Another clean sweep. I believe that's the fourth in a row. Fourth. Or games six. aren't that great this week, not going to lie. The games, be real with you, the games haven't been that great so far. I need those big intra-conference, intra-division matchups. Uh, one o'clock on Fox, last of the one o'clock game. Detroit Lions going, this is a great game. Detroit Lions going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Trish says Falcons. John says Falcons. Kyle says Falcons. Zach says Lions. I am taking the Detroit Lions. Tom? I think I got to take the uh, the Falcons on this one. Better receivers and everything. Eric? Over-under is 56 and a half. That's low. Hammer it. <laughs> Hammer that. I'm taking Detroit. Hammer that over. Neither of these teams can play defense. 4-3 in favor of the Bird team. We move into the 4 o'clock games. The first one we have, 4 o'clock on Fox. Seattle Seahawks going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Trish, John, Kyle, and Zach all say the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Tom? Yeah, I, I got to take the Seahawks. Eric? I got to take Seattle. Uh, 4-25 on CBS. Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the L.A. Chargers. Jacksonville has gone almost directly downhill since starting off as high as humanly possible with that win against Indianapolis week one. 
All the people who are not here say Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers as well. I really like the way Justin Herbert's been playing, and I think he continues it this week. Tom? I'm going to take L.A. They've just looked amazing, really, in my opinion. Eric? Uh, Mookie Betts stole base. Free top is back on. So, yeah. Um, ever since James Robinson's kind of been grounded, the Chargers – or the sorry, the Jaguars have been there. Yeah. I'm taking Jacksonville. You're taking the Jaguars? Oh, sorry, Chargers. My oh, bad. Jeez, I was about to say. Clean sweep. Oh, no, no, no. Chargers. And a clean sweep last time of the Seahawks as well. Two untrustworthy teams there with the Jaguars and the Chargers. Next game, 425 on CBS. We have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the New England Patriots. And this is interesting. Zach, Kyle, John, and Trish all say the Niners. That gives the Niners the edge in the picks. I'm taking the Patriots at home. Tom? I'm going to take the Niners. Eric? I am going with you, Tone. I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah, I – it seems like two weeks ago this would have been a no-brainer. Patriots. Can I ask what gives you New England? Uh, I think last week they were rusty, to say the least. Cam Newton didn't look great. I still, I still am not a big um, Jimmy G guy. I and know I they have, play the Rams, but I have a lot of trust in that New England defense. Especially because San Francisco's offense is Ain't not great. great. No moster. Yeah, out. Yeah, that, that's a blow, definitely. But they've been able to use plenty of different running backs. And plus, me and Tony are probably thinking the same thing. This is room to gain ground. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's 4, 425 on CBS, the KC Chiefs going to Denver to take on the Broncos. Zach, Kyle, John, and Trish all say Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Uh, even though I like the way Drew Locke came back last week, I do not think he can beat the KC Chiefs. Tom? I got to take the Chiefs. Drew Locke didn't really have the greatest performance, even though he managed to pull out the win. I see Eric doing the tomahawk chop. I will assume. Uh, yeah, um, Chiefs are, have been undefeated against AFC West teams upon, uh, before last week. I'm going to say Chiefs. Clean sweep in favor of. Wait, that, I don't think. Wait, AFC? AFC West. Before um, the Raider game. Okay. In all fairness, though, the Chiefs are really getting into the New England. Uh, th- side of things, whereas like the division has been very, very weak when Patrick Mahomes has been there so far these past two years. But it, it's getting better. The were good that first year. They were. And then they the Raiders aren't bad now. The Raiders weren't bad last year. I think there's an argument to be made the Raiders last year are better than a lot of the AFC East teams were ever during the Tom Brady tenure in New England. Um, but who knows? 820 NBC, Bucks Raiders in Las Vegas. Zach says the Raiders. Kyle, John, and Trish say the Buccaneers. Um, I like the Raiders. I don't like them this much. I'm taking the Bucks. That Gronk-Brady connection really seems to have come back. Tom? I got to take the Bucks. Nope. I accidentally put Chiefs there. Uh, Eric? I'm going back and forth on this one. It's a tough one. Screw it. I'll go Raiders. Okay. Raiders at home. Actually, Tom, you want the Raiders now? I do. The Bucks. I know why this game's on Sunday night. It's going to be a fun game. No. Why? It's John Gruden's return against Tampa. I wish this game was in Tampa. I want people there. Same. This game needs people there. 
The last game of the week is Monday night. Chicago Bears at Los Angeles Rams. That's 8-15 on ESPN. Zach, John, and Trish say Rams. Kyle, who is a Rams fan, is taking the Bears. I am taking the Bears. Tom. Going with that. Eric, you're the swing ball for the first time. I'm also taking the Bears. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. Why are three people picking the Rams? I don't know. It's, they didn't look good last week, and I think the Bears are a better team than the Niners. I, I say that and watch the Rams win. It's okay. amazing that the Rams fan is seeing through the bullshit. That is 4-3 in favor of the Bears in our picks. Uh, before we go, we want to talk about the letter the Chicago Blackhawks sent fans because it's funny. Basically saying they're committing to a rebuild. And are you really ever really committing to a rebuild if you won't trade aging veterans for assets? No. Did they literally just copy the Rangers one from two years ago? I guess they're hoping. I guess they're hoping that if they do that, they'll get Artemi Panarin soon. That seems to be the natural order of progression. Work for the Rangers. Why not Chicago? Chicago could use Artemi Panarin. They've never really had a player like that. I sent out a tweet, and I know Tony, you saw it. It's pretty much, yeah, we're we're not getting to the second round again this year. Don't expect that every year. Yeah, that's basically what it meant. You know? I guarantee if they, they don't make the playoffs this year, they don't make the expanded format, they don't send this letter out. They just kind of run with it? Oh, okay, no, no, we're, we're bad. Don't hey, Black, Blackhawks tickets are affordable, though, now for you uh, Chicago fans. Once, uh, that's because they're bad. Fans are back, yeah. Well, you don't put that letter out, and, not, then, and then be don't good. Don't lower prices. Uh, remember we were talking about Corey Crawford potentially stealing a series against Vegas? It's just the potential yeah. that was hanging over it, but no. He stole a game. That was about it. Imagine how Edmonton feels now. They should put out a letter. We <laughs> lost. We're sorry. Just, no, not even the letter. Just we're sorry. We're sorry. We don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. <laughs> well, you see what the Braves tweeted out? That's no. getting memed. Um, let me pull it up. Yeah, the Braves tweeted out. Of course, Atlanta, man. They can't have anything. These past 72 games have brought us together at a time when we needed each other the most. This is not the ending we wanted, but we're so grateful for all of your support. Although we couldn't see you with the stands, you were with us every step of the way. Hashtag for the A. Nope. Blew a 3-1. It's like the light. It's literally you were there every step of the way. By that logic, next year they'll win the World Series. That's what that letter means. Uh, Naturally, right? So that's going to wrap this episode. We'll see you again on Friday. We're going to be more betting-centric on Friday. we got our Sunday spreads coming. I'm coming out with a new thing called uh, Tony's College Teaser on, uh, on Friday. So yeah, that, was, that was our idea. Thanks again to Casey Dale. Uh, Rough and Rowdy tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow. Friday. Whoa. We'll be doing this episode before Rough and Rowdy on Friday. Or after. I don't know. And uh, we'll see you Friday for an episode of Too Many Men.